0: Hello everyone. Good morning once again. So I'm coming to you all the way from the throne of God to present to you this morning's message from the kingdom. I pray that we are all doing very well. And I pray that this word of God will um, speed ahead. I pray that his word will be honored, his word will be held in high esteem, wherever this word goes or wherever it is heard. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So, um, in our last um, studies concerning Jesus' letter to the church in Laodicea, um, we learned that um, our deliberate sins um, crucify the Son of God again, and that when we deliberately sin, we hold Him up for mockery and contempt again. And that these sins make us aligned with the horde of Satan and who trample underfoot Jesus' blood. And so um, there is no more um, a cry of mercy for us but um, a constant um, fury of fire that will burn or consume us. Okay, I would want us to um, move on to today's lesson so um quickly we will learn um we will learn that um Paul urges us therefore okay who have been exposed to this word of truth um to be never lacking in spiritual zeal so um the zeal we have acquired um the zeal we we actually um we we actually um acquired during our early days we will still keep this zeal will keep this fire burning. Okay, he said we should not carelessly entertain any lukewarm attitude because, um, but we should carefully keep up the passion for Jesus Christ. P. and um, Paul warns us in Romans twelve, verse eleven to twelve that, um, we should keep our spiritual passion serving the Lord, to be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer okay so when we constantly do these things our fire keeps burning for jesus christ so like we know we must give thanks in all things okay but then when misfortune comes our way then we start this um pity party and then we start blaming god you know like it's not really necessary because we are growing up in christ we know what we are supposed to do we know that even in our tears we should thank god even when we are sad we should thank God even when we feel disappointed. We should still thank God and exalt Him, okay? Make Him big, okay? Worship Him, make Him look bigger, okay, than whatever we are passing through. We know we must be faithful in prayer, but um, we are only faithful during exam or when we only get our meals, okay? So these are all deliberate things that we must pay attention to, okay? Um, we must not act carelessly and say, Oh God will understand, like as of God, He understands, you know. And for whoever knows the right things to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. That is what James says in um his fourth chapter and 17th verse. Okay, so whoever knows the right thing to do and feels to do it, for him it is sin. Okay. Now back to our anchor scripture, that is Revelation chapter 3. Um, verse 17 says um, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have na- and have need of nothing, and you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Okay. So Jesus Christ gives impossible reasons behind this church's misbehavior. Okay. So they see themselves to have arrived, they have gotten rich. They see themselves to have accomplished so much so that they do not necessarily need God like that, okay? They do not need God like they used to, okay? They do not need to do the things that they did before, okay? So it's like um, he will understand, okay? If they are not able to make it to church, oh, he will understand. After all, they have an exam to revise, so he will understand, okay? um he would understand if they're not able to have their quiet time or their morning devotions because, because of the traffic traffic here yes. so they have to rush to work early or god will understand you know but we we, we forget that um when we didn't have that work he gave it to us okay he even took us to the school that we've gained admission to okay but then no no, no he will understand okay now prophet hosea sees in his 12th chapter and 8th verse that he says, Ephraim has said, ah, but I am rich. I have found wealth for myself in all my labors. They cannot find in me iniquity or sin. And again, in the 13th chapter, he says, when they have found pasture, they were filled and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they forgot me. You see, so it's not only us. You see, it's been happening. It happens most believers do that but david advises in psalm 62 verse 10 that we should not trust or put our uh vain hope in in goods though our riches increase we should not set our hearts on them psalm 62 verse 10 okay so we must still continue to trust in god because um godliness with contentment is great gain according to first timothy chapter 6 verse 6 okay so it is pride that makes us forget the God who promoted us okay who brought us to the elevated place we stand now Jesus Christ says the church think they have become wealthy and have need of nothing but in reality they are rather wretched miserable poor blind and naked okay so wretchedness means that they are pitiful okay so they are not of the honor they think they deserve they rather deserves to be looked upon with pity okay and then blind refers to those who do not see the truth and are wallowing in falsehood jesus sees that the church is blind okay um you see, jesus says that the church is blind okay now um you see um Blindness refers to those who do not see the truth and are following in falsehood, okay? But then when the eyes of our hearts are enlightened, we get to know what is the hope to which God has called us. We get to know the riches of His glorious inheritance in us, okay? We who are the saints and that we get to know the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. Okay, that is according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 to 19. So that is what happens when the eyes of our hearts are enlightened. Okay, one sad thing is um, when the blind believes he can see. It is a very, very sad thing. You can see that this man is blind, but then he believes that he, he can see, then he's going where he's not supposed to go. It's a very sad thing. Okay. Jesus said to the Pharisees in John chapter 9, verse 4, verse 41. Sorry, that if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. Okay, that is if you admitted that you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. I would have I would have, like I would have mercy on you and would bless you with sight. But because you claim you can see, you actually remain guilty, you remain in your sin. Because you cannot humbly admit your defect, you continue to be blind and wallow in your ignorance which will lead you to perish. The tax collectors and prostitutes all believed and found or they saw the way into the kingdom of God. Because they believed, confessed their faults and humbly repented at John's words, the eyes of their hearts were enlightened and they got to know what is the hope to which God had called them. Okay, so the likes of Zacchaeus and Martha got to know the riches of God's glorious inheritance in them. Okay, so they found their way, just told the Pharisees that these tax collectors and the, the prostitutes, they all they go ahead of you into the kingdom of God while you stay there thinking that you are thinking that you have sight, okay? But these ones, rather, their eyes of their hearts being enlightened, they have found the way, okay, to the kingdom of God, leaving the priests and religious leaders who could not even identify the son of God whom they claimed they served. These scribes, they sat in Herod's palace, holding on to scrolls they claimed to be reading because they were not blind. Yet when the prophecies in these scrolls were fulfilled, they couldn't even discern. It took foreigners from the east to alert the priests and scribes that the God whom they claimed they were seven had actually come to be in their midst, that the Emmanuel was there. For two solid years that the star appeared and astrologers. Picked the sign, these so called religious leaders and priests were still gaping into scrolls awaiting the promised Messiah. So that is the result of spiritual blindness. Okay, so Jesus said that if they had humbly admitted their problem, He would have healed them. But since they defiantly hold on to their flaw, there is nothing He can do to help them. I'd like to end here today. Um, God willing, um, we will continue. Um, the next time we have this session again, I pray that God will keep us and God will guide us. I pray that God will will, will open the eyes of our hearts so that we'll be enlightened. And I pray also that we will have the humility to come before him and confess our flaws, confess our weaknesses to him, so that he will have mercy on us and heal us of every blindness, that we'll be able to find the way, see the truth and come to him. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving, may God keep us, may God guide us, may God cause his face to shine upon us this day, and may he be merciful unto us, and gracious unto the hands that we used to work. May God remember us and our families, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving, amen.